Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League. We have a fantastic episode for you today. We are going to review a little late to the table, but we are going to review Tiger King. We have the bare minimum of sports that are going on, so we're going to cover that. And then lastly, we are going to continue with last week's episode and talk about some Zoom fails and talk and talk about the foreshadowing of summertime bliss. Let's get into it. Let's take it from the uh, from the tippy top there. All right, everyone, welcome back. Let's get into it. So our first topic of the day is going to be sports, or mainly what the hell left of sports do we have going on? (laughs) Because it is a really sad time because it's supposed to be like the playoffs and championship series for the NBA and NHL. Um, I saw a tweet from Barcel Big Cat the other night that said, holy shit, tonight could have been a Game 7. Love that. You know, I'm, I'm all down for a big game seven. But let's talk about the sports that are on, that are taking the eye of America right now. The first one this week that has really been, like, talked about nonstop is the mountain from Game of Thrones has broken a world record for deadlifting. He deadlifted 1,104 pounds. You heard me correct. 1,104 pounds. I threw a couple of those little guys on there. Yeah, for good <laughs> it's really the and it's really the and four that that gets it over the edge. You know, eleven hundred eh, and four. Wow, amazing. So it's funny that you mentioned that. So when I I was thinking about it, like I, I've watched actually a couple of um like Muscle Man or Strong Man, I think they're called like Strong Man documentaries and stuff. And it's funny that I actually watched the one where the mountain like just started performing and there was this big guy on top from Britain named Eddie Hall. And he is actually the previous record holder of the deadlift. I don't know exactly how much it is, but I watched the video. So basically he gets down, he gets ready. He's just like a big, big dude, like not as tall, but he's like, you know what I mean? And he lifts the bar, but he starts showing off up top and he does like the, uh, the, um, the guy for, oh, uh, Vince Vaughn from old school, you know, when he's doing the rings and he goes, still holding, still holding. Yeah. He's got the cigarette in his mouth. He did that out of nowhere. Blood starts coming out of his eyes, ears, and nose. Oh, gosh. So oh. basically, the mountain went to do this. And so he lifted, obviously, 1,100 pounds. So now people are all in on powerlifting and strongman. And I'm here for it. There's a lot of good events that I remember. I haven't watched one of those in years. I feel like it used to always be on ESPN2, uh, like back when we were growing up, so you'd catch bits of it during the day. I remember they have that one giant stone that's shaped like Africa, and they would they would like bound around with it. Do you guys remember that? I swear that's a thing. I remember the one where they pick up the stones and put it on top of a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, powerlifting is is growing. 
in the United States. It's pretty cool. Like I didn't really know much about it until so I, when I started working at NCSA and I was helping the student athletes. One of the first kids I sold was like this kid. He was like five foot eight. He's an offensive lineman. So I'm like, I don't know, but like he's a power lifter with like 300 pounds. And like I watched his videos. This kid is like just a freaking. I don't even know how to describe him. He was like a barrel. And so I mean. Hey, hey, those people, like, I, I give them a million, I give them all the respect in the world. I mean, they're watching the mountain do that was incredible. And it's like, even now it's starting to, to grow at the younger levels, but like even watching kids lift 500 pounds, is crazy. It's crazy to see. <laughs> the only bone to pick I have is obviously the internet. It's undefeated. They always got something to say about everything. The one comment that kept pissing me off was like, well, how much does he weigh? like 450 pounds that's really only like a couple of times his body weight i think those people are called dummies because they don't understand that there's a man out there that deadlifted 1104 pounds yeah like dude even if you're a thousand pounds somehow and you lifted 1100 pounds that's still impressive it's 1100 pounds Mm mm-hmm Dude, there's some people out there that are 300 pounds that can't even lift. I'm like trying a to bar. think if I could lift my body you know weight. You're right talking now. about like someone that's like could. that out of shape. They like yeah. can't even lift 100 like, pounds. Tough. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's my body weight, but <laughs> I don't okay. know if I could lift it. But isn't that a prime example? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He focuses his life on this, but it's just it's hilarious to me. But no, this is going to be the next big sport. The Arnold Invitational Invitational is coming up. Um, I don't know if it's still on, but I think they're going to try to put it on. But I like – here's the thing I like about these lifting competitions more than like the bodybuilding or whatever. It's not a bunch of just oiled up people flexing on a stage. It's the more like put your money where your mouth is where it's like I know that you must have got ripped. Oh, that looks very good, Johnny. That's kind of a dick move. He's wow. showing us food. Wow. Um, you know, it's put your money where your mouth is where you're showing about how you did it. So it's like, man, how did this guy get so ripped? And they're not ripped. And that's what I like. The mountain's kind of ripped. For being like 425 pounds, I think he is, he's kind of ripped. But it's crazy. I don't know if you guys saw him, um, what he looked like when he was a basketball player. He was a basketball player? He was like Nick size. Can someone pull up that picture? I didn't, he's huge, yeah. I didn't realize he was a basketball player. He was, he was thin. He was really small. So he's a world record holding power lifter slash basketball player slash actor. That's that's trifecta right think, there. I don't even think he could play a possession of basketball anymore. Your whole heart will die. Yeah, seriously. He's just going to die. Yeah, I mean, he. Um, I remember watching this video with him, and he was working out with the Vikings. Um, and the Vikings are doing this whole, like, meet actual Viking, actual Vikings hang out with the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. And so, like, they flew uh, the mountain out to, like, Minnesota, and there's, like, a pretty cool scene where it's him and Everson Griffin, like, going to go squat. So Everson Griffin squats, and he's a freaking giant defensive lineman. This dude is the biggest dude on the Vikings. And he's, like, squatting. He's looking all good. He's like, all right, let's see what you can do. And he does. He's like, they're like, oh, shit. He goes, you should play left tackle for us. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, they, put, they couldn't even fit the biggest jersey on him. Like, it was, he was so giant. And it was just, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> he is the poster child of steroids work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if you see what he used to look like, there's no way that, you know, there wasn't some Mexican supplements that hopped across the border or some shit. Because that man was made in a lab, you could say. 
Um, is like I'm picturing like uh, Rocky Four, Dolph Lundgren. You know, they got the whole team of scientists there as he's like lifting full kegs and and, and taking steroids, <laughs> getting shots into his ass and everything. Rocky Four. <laughs> the only difference between that and uh, what was the boxer's name? Drago. Drago. Yeah. But between him and Drago is they had like scientists test like small doses of steroids in his ass. The mountain, they skipped that shit. They started putting buckets of pills down his throat. <laughs> and, like, they did, like, Edward Scissorhands where they had, like, eight needles in each finger right in the ass. Efficiency. They made him big. He he is the closest thing to a real-life Bane that we will ever see. Oh, yeah. He just needs the mask, really. Yeah. He's a monster. And, and then what's the Bane quote? Like, no one, no one cared about me until I put on the mask? Ooh. What about the next? Also, it's coronavirus time. You're supposed to wear a mask. <laughs> what if the next lifting competition, he's got a mask on? Wow. Then he is Bane. Bane confirmed. Yeah. I know. That would be crazy. Um, t- tweet at also him and sh- tell him to wear a Bane mask. Also, shout out to Tom Hardy, though, because he played it on real Bane. And so I don't want to give any, any shit to him. Uh, Johnny, you got anything to say about this power lifting thing? I see you. Uh, what are you curling 20s over there? Yeah, I, I, I loved it to 25 now, you know, I'm getting, making strides, <laughs> getting strong, man. So we like to see. Swole. Yeah. yeah. I heard about, I heard about that. I didn't know. Um, what was the, what was the previous uh, record? I think it was somewhere in the thousands. Oh, so they, they, he did pass that one K before. My yeah. thing is when he was in the practice trials, like just in the gym, did he lift <laughs> Did he like lift a thousand pounds, put it down, and goes, I could do four more. I could do four more pounds, but that's it. I can't <laughs> do five. Don't even put five on there. Four, I got you. I'm your guy. You'd be surprised. I bet he has scientists and nutritionists and all these types of people around him, like calculating the max amount that he could lift. And they've been going up on probably like a, a specific graph. And yeah. That was the moment <laughs> he's going. One, one pound too more is too heavy. One pound too less, way too light. So I think, I think the I think the four point five two is the I think that might be the weight of the of the clamps at the end oh. <laughs> to get to get that precise. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Damn, it's gotta be it. Four pound yeah. clamps. Okay, well, two, sense. one yeah. on each side, and they've got to be big Ooh. enough to hold in like you know the thousand pounds of weight. Yeah. <laughs> Last thought before we move on from this topic. Excuse me. Um, what? How mad do you think vegans will be if he showed how much protein and like meat he ate in a day? Because you got to think he, he's got to eat. He's got to eat birds. He don't eat chicken breast. He eats birds. Yeah. Yep. Just throws the whole chicken in the blender. A whole school of fish. Yeah. A little slurpy. The whole coop. chicken slurpy. And yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that pops up because, like, I think people are a lot of fascinated. Like, how much can these people eat? But it's like just on his normal day to can to be four hundred twenty five pounds and not be just like overweight. You have to like eat a lot of like strict food and stuff. So it's like rice, broccoli. Chicken, just bland, boiled, no salt chicken. He, I think yeah. I think he'd piss off a lot of people. He <laughs> consumes six thousand six hundred calories a day. What, dude? Some people don't even eat that in a week. Mm-hmm. At seven thirty a.m., he starts with eight eggs, two hundred grams of oats, blueberries, strawberries. I'll just name off all the meats. I think that's 
500 grams of beef at nighttime. And that's, uh, that's just his night. Nighttime. It just it just says nighttime. Beef, his good night snack. His, his steak. Five hundred grams of beef, <laughs> potatoes, and greens. A half an hour before that, he consumed sixty grams of protein and two bananas. You know, just to kind of whet the appetite a little bit. Yeah. Jesus. So he tosses the, He's got. He tosses like, that shit up like popcorn. Yeah, he's got like oh reminders Lord. on his phone or somebody calling him every 30 minutes. Okay, you got to eat your eight eggs now. Okay, you got to eat your 500 grams of chicken now. Probably Dude, pays a guy imagine if he, imagine if he, because I, I mean, I think he has a wife or a girlfriend or something, but imagine if he was like your college roommate, You like how much of a piece of shit would you feel? You come back from the bar, you're drunk, and you just see, you just see the mountain cooking up like four steaks at like 2 a.m. He's like, oh, I got to get my protein in. I got to eat. Put the, oh, eat, sorry. Eat. Yeah. He's <laughs> the equivalent of 17 hamburgers each, uh, each day to get his protein fix. That's wonderful. Christ. 17 wow. hamburgers. Dude, just think of the, the grocery bill he spends. I, I had one hamburger yesterday. That was enough. Cos- Costco, man. You can get Dude, he goes to Costco, Costco. He leaves with, he, he leaves with like $1,100 bill. 17 burgers uh, at Costco is like five bucks. Gonna be rough with the meat shortage now. We're gonna have to figure it out. Oh shit! Yes. You're right, dude. Talk about the meat sweats. All right, let's go to the next one. So, <laughs> before we were on air, uh, Beer brought up a good point. Uh, so, baseball is being played overseas. So, Japan has a couple leagues going. Korea has a couple leagues going. It's the KB- they- KPO, the KBO, the Korean Baseball Championship, is what's launched the other day. And, and they are just going out of their minds. So at first in Japan, they were wearing masks on the field, which I thought was a little funny because some people were wearing glasses. And if you wear glasses, everyone knows if you wear a mask, it fogs up the glasses. <laughs> Imagine your outfielder just being like, okay, I just gotta, I gotta hold my breath for this like pitch because I don't know if it's coming to me. There were some clearing brawls, like bench clearing brawls. Oh, and yeah. some of the announcers like came out and were like, Oh, this isn't social distancing. This is like if that's what you're mur- worried about. <laughs> people are throwing haymakers like it's fucking Tyson back coming out and throwing haymakers, and that's what you care about. Mm-hmm. But the real question is: Are we going to transfer RIP XFL? Are we going to get a Korean baseball league? And that's what everyone wants to know. And we're still undecided as of now. I don't know. How I feel. I don't know if I can be let down again. The Doosan Bears. That's a team that oh. we definitely uh, hang on to. We have I saw to. some. I saw people on Twitter from Chicago following the NC Dinos. Um, that's why I know. I think the Samsung Lions is who Tyler Saladino plays for. Beyond that, I have no goddamn clue. Like who plays for these teams? So Kenny Powers pitches. I hope. <laughs> I'm with Johnny. I think we. I think we root for the Bears. The Doosan Bears. Bears. So, so what's the time difference in Korea? How many hours are ahead of? Them? They play games at like four thirty in the morning, Central. So you're saying we could wake up early and gamble on our new lock of the week are going to be the uh, Korean baseball? It's going to be Wee Chung Wang leading uh, on the mound for the DC Dinos, NC Dinos. I have no idea. I see. I don't know any of these names. It's like why do you, it's like a bunch of Cubs fans are rooting for them, but like none of these people are any of these people that I know. Wow, it's just I don't know. What do you think? What do you guys think? 
Do you guys have, do you know which teams? I mean, like, we could do the Bears. You guys want to do Bear Down? I mean, if you're telling me to Bear Down twice, yeah. Bear Down. I can Bear Down. I want to Bear Down, man. Even rolls off the tongue. I'm I'm looking up the Bears roster. uh, Not seeing any names that I recognize. Um, Not surprisingly, a lot of Korean names. Uh, There is one, it looks like uh, possibly Latino name, Raul Alcantara. Um, nah, he's Korean. Uh, yeah, a pitcher. So, um, yep. beyond We're that, bears. Yeah, bear down, baby. Bear down. All right, we'll become the we'll become the number one. We were the number one dragons podcast. We will have the bear den instead of the dragons den. We'll we'll talk a little of that. Let's get into this. Is this to me? It's huge. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about it, but it's huge to me. The UFC is officially back, baby. They're but... back. And the UFC starting, I think, May 8th or May 9th, it's whatever this Saturday is, they're having one of the most stacked cards I've ever seen. Donald Cowboy Cerrone is not even on the main card. That's how stacked this main card is. My favorite fighter, Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson. Yes. Is, fighting, <laughs> is fighting in the main event against Justin Gaethje, and Uh-oh. that is violence on violence on violence on violence on violence. We have one guy, Justin Gaethje, who said in multiple interviews that he is ready to die in the cage and he only knows how to fight two ways. Either I knock you out or I get knocked out and that's the only way I want to leave the octagon and that's crazy. And then on the other side, <laughs> you have Tony Ferguson, whose nickname is El Kakui, the fucking boogeyman. <laughs> he, is on, he is on the longest winning streak in the UFC at 12 wins. He is an absolute monster. He is so good. I love him so much. And he has a very unique background. I don't know if you guys know about this. I'll talk about it for a little bit before we get into the other fights. But Johnny or Tony Ferguson, when he was growing up, he had a stepfather whose last name was Ferguson. So he ended up taking his stepfather's name because on his 18th birthday, he was like, you have been so good to me. You've taken me under your wing. You've treated me like your own son. And my way to repay you is I'm going to take your last name. And I think that is one of the sweetest things that you can ever do. Because I feel like being a stepfather is you know challenging enough. But having your kid accept you is one thing. But having your kid actually take your last name legally is, is unreal. He is um, a father. He's got kids. He went through some mental health stuff, but he is back better than ever. He's had some crazy injuries. I know we talked about the Khabib fight. Um, The Khabib fight got canceled because he went back to Russia, and they won't let him back in the United States. I'm I'm personally rooting for Tony Ferguson. I think that was very clear. He's my favorite fighter. No disrespect, though, to Justin Gaethje. I think he's a warrior. I think he's a soldier. I think that I like his fighting style. I like his mentality. It's just... A little, um, a little biased here because I do want to see the Khabib Ferguson fight so bad, and I know that if he loses this fight, we'll never see it. And, and I know someone's got to lose, but Tony Ferguson's a bad man. He's scary, dude. He and his some of his training videos, he's just kicking metal poles. <laughs> it's good for the foot. Johnny, who do you want to win? Tony Ferguson, for sure. Um, I haven't really, I mean, since last time you mentioned him, I haven't really kept up with him or even seen any of his fights before that. 
but he he just popped up on my uh on my instagram and i just started digging into ufc and a bunch of them are just tony ferguson just being an absolute animal and i never realized just how aggressive he was and just I thought he was just an animal outright with no technique and swinging for the fences, just haymakers back and right. But he's just been all around. It's it's inc- it's just incredible, incredible to watch, really. But um, was it supposed to be uh, Khabib this weekend? So Khabib and him were supposed to fight April eighteenth, and then Khabib was originally told that the fight was going to take in Abu Dhabi, and so basically he went to Abu Dhabi. And they said, hey, we're shutting down. We're doing the shelter in place here. If you stay here, we can't promise that we can let you go back to Russia. So obviously that's where he's from. That's where his wife and kids are, his whole family. So he went back to Russia. And his dad was also having some health issues at the time. So he went back to Russia. So no, I don't think anyone was ducking anyone. I I see a lot of that online. I, I don't think any of these fighters at the top of this game, are scared to fight anyone. So I don't agree with that. Um, So they brought in Justin Gaethje for the April 18th fight. Obviously, it got canceled due to coronavirus. But now they're bringing it back. It's still them two. And, I mean, I've never seen a fighter. So I was very lucky to see him in person when he fought Cowboy Cerrone in Chicago. And he seems... Like, he starts off a little slow, but it, it almost seems like he got hit a couple times, and then he was like, it's go time. Like, he liked being in the fire. He liked being in the midst of it. He loves drawing blood. He loves doing elbows, and he's really good off his back. He's good up stand-up. I, I I just love the guy. How I have a question. How are they doing the fight? Are they going to have a crowd? Are they just doing it remotely without anybody? Like, or what? what's the deal with that? So it's in Jacksonville, Florida. They do not have any crowd. I think they're only allowed one cornerman and a cutman. So the cutman is actually supplied by the UFC. Um, so it's like you get a cutman, obviously, but that cutman is going to be for everyone. There's going to be like two cutmen for each side. And then there's going to be, or I don't know how many cutmen, but they're, they're, like, they're supplied by the UFC. And then I believe you're only allowed one cornerman. So, and then the broadcast is actually going to be from home and like up in like the rafters, like in a press box or something. Interesting. But another fight on this is right before that is Dominic Cruz versus Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo is a double champion and an Olympic gold medalist. He crowns himself triple C. Anyone that talks shit to him, he says, bend the knee to triple C. I can't stand this guy he is fighting dominic cruz and i hope dominic cruz beats the living shit out of him um and then probably my favorite fight on the card is francis Ngannou versus oh man i don't even know how to say his first last name or his first name but his last name is rosenstruck and basically it is just two heavyweights when i say heavyweights i'm talking about people that have to cut weight to get to 265 pounds. Like they're that big. It's like, I got to lose some weight to get to 265 and they're going at it. Francis Ngannou is the scariest man in the world. I think that he could be like predator right now. He's terrifying. Look him up, look a picture of him. He's terrifying. But that fight, I pull man, it's going to be insane. 
I want Francis Ngannou to win. Rosenstruck's a good up-and-comer. I just don't know if he's ready for this. Francis Ngannou has fought through a title fight against Stipe Miocic, which is regarded to be one of the best heavyweights of all time. He unfortunately didn't win that. I also love Stipe Miocic. This Rosenstruck, his last fight, he was fighting a guy named Alistair Overring, super famous guy. He was losing every round with four seconds left in the fight. Four seconds. He hits him with one hook, knocks him out, but it also took his lip from the corner of his mouth all the way to his middle of his mouth. So his lip was just hanging off like a like a card. Oh. Oh. How's that possible? I just saw it. Oh god, it's I so know. gross. <laughs> <laughs> like he like hit it and it got cut by the by the tooth or something. Oh. Nice. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, you got to think about how much power you actually have, oh. especially with like cuz excuse me, they have Neosporin on their face to make the punches slip. But that guy hit him so hard that he's like, fuck your Neosporin. Um, yeah, on, so those, those are the fights that I would say everyone should be on the lookout for and watch. <laughs> it's going to be an insane card. And I'm, the I'm whole so card is amazing, man. I, I didn't realize just how stacked it was beyond just um, Tony Ferguson, which that's what that's the one I'm, I'm most excited about is the, the lightweight, lightweight belt. I, I didn't pull up the video of this. I just pulled up a picture of it. it, it it's literally just a, a, like somebody took scissors and just split his lip. Right, it's here, crazy, right? Like right next to his his nose. Like holy shit! And it's hard yeah. to, hard to look at. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't look away at the same time. I'm like, how is this possible? It looks like, yeah, okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right, so we got the UFC, and they we got the they got three events in eight days. They're going nuts. Um, so that's something to watch out for. At least. The podcast. So the first thing I want to talk about in timeout is, I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, there was a guy that got way too much cabin fever, snuck into his local bar, decided to live there for four days, cooking his favorite food, drinking his favorite wine. Our favorite guy. Yeah. A guy in Florida said, hold my beer and snuck into Disneyland or Disney World. Oh, shit. <laughs> he snuck into Disney World. He lived there for, I think, four days again. You know, he's eating all the concession. He was he was trying to ride the rides. He couldn't get him to work. But he was basically living there and he was like spending a night in each different like park. Um, so the thing is, when he got caught, they asked him like, well, how was it? And no doy. He's like, it was amazing. He's like, he's like, I'd highly recommend it. I'd highly recommend breaking it. Breaking he's like, he's like, it was so much fun. Because that's never going to happen again. Like, there's never going to be a time when it's just completely desolate right. with nobody else there. Yeah, ever again. Ever. 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 I love I love that they asked him that too. Like so now. So how was That's like one of the officers arresting him, just being like, Okay, you have the right to remain silent, but like seriously, dude, how was it? Looks like fun, right? (laughs) You could tip you could probably tell like whoever asked him the question has thought about this so many times, like since he was a child. He's like, Man, I wonder what it'd be like to live in Disneyland with no one there. It's like the episode of South Park where Cartman yeah. buys out the amusement park so yeah. they can only go. All the lines, um, now there's none of them. So that's insane. So my question to you guys next, 
is this was such a crazy leap from rest local restaurant to Disney World. What's next? What is someone going to sleep in next for the next? Or or what could they be at right now? Uh, I think some guy's going to try and steal a space shuttle so he can go to the, go to the International Space Station. That's that's someone's next... at NASA hanging out. Right yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. He's going to stow away on the next ship that's going up there. That's the next step up, I think. Could you imagine you like reach orbit and they're like, "Wow, we're like 180 pounds overweight. That's crazy. We did all these calculations." And then it's like Archer, where it's just like he cracks down. He's like, "What up, guys? You got an extra suit? No, uh, no, we don't have any extra suit. We don't have any extra food." No, He's you like, don't goddamn stowaway. He's like, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, um, anyone else? I'm thinking Dave and Buster's or like a GameWorks. Yeah, that could be the next step. Something kind really of... fun, but nobody's allowed to go to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We did that when we were in middle school one time where we, we got locked into a, like a like a ringside Chuck E. Cheese kind of thing where it had a, an ice rink inside. And then they, they rented the whole place out for like two of our middle school classes for an entire night. And we just kind of played games, ran around, slept on, on the actual like uh, like on the actual video games, just dicking around basically. So I imagine it's something like that. But Disneyland definitely takes a cake. I yeah, think. how you can go Big back much time. better than that. Yeah. Literally, Space Station is the only way you could top that. Um, all right, the next one is Elon Musk and Grimes had their first child. So Elon Musk, I don't know if anyone saw this, he tweeted about the name of the baby. And according to him, the name of the baby is XAEA12. And so everyone's been skeptical about like, whoa, what the hell does this mean? Thankfully, once again, internet undefeated, they have debunked it. And they have come to the conclusion that his name is Ash Archangel. And the way they came up with that is A-E said in like certain language is Ash. And then A-12 is the name of a plane named the Archangel. So it's Ash Archangel. Yeah, wow. it apparently has no guns. It's a, it's a wartime, obviously, airplane, but... It has no guns. It doesn't go on the offensive or anything. And they came to the conclusion that that's a beautiful thing and so poetic. Uh, so they named their child after it. After it's, a plane. It's poetic that it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Wow. Sure. Okay. Are they still together? Is this? Uh, are they? Are they raising this baby jointly or? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, and jointly brings up another good point. I, I'm surprised he didn't name it for 2069 since he so <laughs> uh, yeah, enjoys cool. those numbers. <laughs> yeah. So th that's uh, crazy. I mean, dude, all these rich people, they have so much money and I don't understand why they can't just name their kid like Michael. No. You know, like AX, <laughs> like, how do, like leave it to the guy that owns boring company, SpaceX, and that Tesla. Poor... That poor substitute teacher, like that's all I think about is like he's gonna be in like seventh grade in social studies. He's gonna be picked on because his dad's Elon Musk, and then the substitute's gonna come in. He's gonna be behind schedule and be like, "All right, let's do attendance." And he's just like, "All right, X A X X E I twelve. And he goes, "Okay, no, it's Ash Archangel. Archangel. He can't even line up. Yeah, Angel. 
And he can't well, even, I, I, he I can't even think... line up in alphabetical order. He can't go in the front or the back or the middle. Like... No, 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 no. His name is actually Ass Arcane. Ash, Ash Angel. He named his son Ash. He he tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted that out to be a puzzle. So, oh, but my thing is, my favorite comment that I saw is underneath his Twitter post of the XAE A12. Someone just said, "Oh shit, X gonna give it to you." <laughs> I, was, I was laughing pretty good on that one. Um, all right, the next thing I got is. No, no, no. Let, let's do Tiger King first before the last one I got. So Tiger King, did we all finish it? Yes. Yes. Johnny didn't answer. No, I refuse to watch <laughs> that show. I'm not going to watch it. I made it. Johnny, very... we were we were almost done. We had one episode left. You I literally made a... had one episode left. Wait, there's five episodes total. We Seven. watched more than five. We watched more than five. I only watched four. I promise I kept track. <laughs> Dude, no, you're with me and we watched them. We watched way more than, way more. Dude, I know. I pulled it up on Netflix and, like, I was like, okay, well, where am I? I'm like, I remember this, I remember this, I remember this. And then the last episode is one I didn't remember. And then I just watched that. It's not the most last episode. The last one's, like, the some, some like, like coronavirus Yeah, thing with Joe McHale. I think don't maybe watch, that's not an episode. Maybe I just want to forget, but I I I love hearing people talk about it, but I can't. I, it pains me to sit and watch an episode of that. Stop as surprising as it is, but it I don't know. It's <laughs> I just can't get through it. It's like too cringy for you or something. Uh, yeah, but you know I like that kind of stuff. It's not like that. It's not that I shy away from uh, you know those crazy stories or just I, I don't know what it is about these people and they just turns me off completely <laughs> well, i'm saying the last it episode is really good me. <laughs> they, it's when they start introducing the fbi agent i mean it's like it starts to get down the rabbit hole of why he was investigated so like we could should we spoil it for him i mean we have to or we yeah, have to right? no. yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. basically yeah. what happened was is this guy so there was the fbi was looking into him because he had basically was publicizing how he wanted to kill carol bass like he just was like i want to kill her and then he started actually trying to, to like solicit someone to kill her. And there's like multiple times where he's like, How much would I pay you? And then they get that one crazy dude, that crackhead dude that's friends with <laughs> like um Jeff Lowe. Over Jeff the park. Lowe. Yeah. yeah, friends with Jeff Lowe. They remember that crazy crackhead dude? Mm-hmm. Who I just feel like he has a good heart, but he's also he's like, I'm on cocaine all the time. Like so he's he's like he asked him and they got him like basically like they paid him, they were gonna pay him like five grand to go kill him. To go kill Carol Labasse. Five like, pay grand. That pay to him, right? So it was five grand when he did it, and then five, or five grand to start, five grand after you do it. So ten grand total. So Wait, it, real quick, like, real quick. That's not even how much it was. It, it was two grand. It was three. <laughs> he said he only got three grand. And yeah. like So what it was, they they were they had traced <clears throat> it all back. Um, Jeff Flo started coordinating with the FBI. Like He took a deal. So did this other guy. So they, everyone started taking deals. And then basically just threw Joe Exotic under the bus. And we're like, fuck him. Like, I just feel like, and how it was all set up is it made it seem like it was all rigged. Like, all these all these Tiger people all went against Joe Exotic, all testified against him. And now he's in jail. And, like, everyone else is, like, okay now. Like, mm-hmm. people think, like, it was all, he was dumb and he said stupid shit, but he was set up. Like, that's what people, like, think was happening. And, like, they think that Jeff Lowe did it. And 
basically it ends on them saying like it's not over they're gonna be looking at everybody but everyone else thinks like jeff Lowe, carol baskin all of them think they're they're in the clear now but in reality i don't think any of them are in the clear because <laughs> they're all fucked they're all gonna get fucked like i feel like every single one of them are all corrupt so <laughs> it's like <laughs> so while we're while we're sticking to the ending yeah uh, i thought the funniest part is jeff Lowe is doing one of like the confessional interviews and he's basically talking he's like yeah I was an informant. Did I inform people? Well, depends on your definition of informant. Did I, <laughs> did I make him? Did I like lead him to say certain things on camera because I wanted a good soundbite to get him convicted? Then yeah, that's what I did. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just admitted to tampering. Like you, you literally just said that. Well, that's what I feel like. That's what being an informant is, though, right? So, like, your job's to go there and get that sound, get that soundbite, like, right? Yeah, but your job's yeah. not to go in there and be like, "Hey, do you want to kill her?" And he's like, uh, "I'm not sure." He's like, "Yeah, you want to kill her? You want to kill her?" <laughs> well, I I push my only pushback is that like every informant, like, their that's their job is to get there and get them to admit it. So, like. Yeah. It's not even just getting there and just sitting around. Maybe like hopefully on this Tuesday he brings it up this morning. Like no, it's like I want to get there and fucking poke. Yeah, poke but is it legal? Yeah. Until he says it. Is no, it legal like, to is it legal to bait like that? Entrapment's not illegal. No, like cops do all the time. They have fake broken. They have fake cars <laughs> that are on with their doors open, try to catch people jumping inside to steal it. And they have like self locking mechanisms. Bait, bait car. That was that's a great yeah. show. Bait car. Bait car. Yeah. Like <laughs> now there's a show I would watch. <laughs> bait car. Bait so car is standalone much... episodes though, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> so with how many bandanas and affliction shirts that Jeff Lowe owns, I have a feeling that he was the type of informant that it's like you always hear like the story where it's like, Hey, would you like to buy some pot? And the guy's like, Yeah. And he's like, Can you say it again? But to my shirt? Yep. <laughs> Like that's the guy. I mean, yep. they they tricked Joe Exotic. They didn't trick Einstein. Yeah, they tricked Joe Exotic. But yeah. let's go. I got a couple of questions or a couple of points that I want to hit at before we end this review. First point: Carol Baskin killed her fucking husband. I don't care what anyone says. That guy's Tiger food. But yeah, sometimes when you're lucky, you just get rich. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can kill your husband. Yeah, no, you're evil actually. So that's why she's gonna get fucked too. So apparently, they're looking that. at uh, like the FBI is looking into her though, and like potentially gonna like dig up her um, what should we call it, uh, septic tank? Because there was some other rumors that she might have buried him under the septic tank, or buried him and then put a septic tank over the top if she didn't feed him to the tigers. So, dude. I think it's so funny. Two, fed to the tigers. Like, yeah. Two things. Uh, no, no evidence. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect crime. Yeah. Two things that she fed him to a tiger. One, when she's like, honestly, if you want a tiger to eat someone, you're going to have to pour sardine oil on him. I, I think. I think that's what you do. I think you got to put sardine yeah. oil on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then two, when she's when she is in, in her interview, it was great. When she's like, people say that I killed my husband and fed him to a tiger and that's long pause big gulp and she's like that's crazy <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh shit you murdered this guy you murdered the, the first time yeah the Wait, first time she was asked yeah. like oh you oh you murdered him like yeah you murdered him uh second thing how devastated were you when you found out that joe exotic is not singing those songs Oh, I was, 
I was a little surprised. Let me say that. I was like, man, with the age of autotune, like, he could have done it. But, like, he, it just wasn't him and him lip singing. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. I think that's fucking, that's so Joe Exotic is, like, to have someone be, have, be a really good singer and then pretend to be them. <laughs> so, my whole thing is I was in the same exact boat as you I was thinking like yeah it doesn't sound like his voice but how much like auto-tune can you put on to make anyone sound good to, to find out I also love the people that are like well we weren't going to say anything until it blew up after this documentary <laughs> and then now that we could possibly get royalties he's like ah yeah. I, I sung that shit yeah. Well, one of the guys died. Apparently, I think uh, the the thing that was surprising to me that I like they was singing it. I was like, mate, he might be, uh, but I was thinking that he at least like wrote the music and like had like some sort of talent. But he paid somebody else to do all of the writing of the lyrics and everything else. Literally, all he did was just like show himself in the music videos and then like put the music out there as if it was his own. So I was like, man, that's. Guys goes to, to great lengths to get his name out there. I, I, re, I respect the hustle. I think the and, craziest thing. Go ahead, yeah. Sorry. And when he's talking to the interviewer and he holds up multiple albums, he's like, well, I got three albums, 28 songs, 16 music videos, all me. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, oh, man. It's all my idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he – I. The fact that he was afraid to go in the cages, like, that's what's, like, wild to me, is that he was just afraid of the tigers at one point. Like, he just was, all the tiger videos that he had was just, they heavily sedated the tigers. Like, it was like, are you kidding me? So, like, he's not even the tiger king. Like, he's not even. He's just a guy who says he's the tiger king. Yeah. He's the tiger jester. He's the tiger jester. (laughs) Um, All right, last question. When, I'm blanking on the name, but one of the park employees loses their arm what was her name she say or something yeah but i forgot what she went by or it's a he yeah he, she, it is a he yeah it is a he yep. and um when when how scary is this just just close your eyes for a second picture this you get your arm bitten off and the person that comes up to you wearing a bullshit emt jacket is joe exotic <laughs> joe exotic <laughs> And I like when he walks into the, um, he walks into the, like the gift shop. And he's like, "Hey, real quick, before you hear it from someone else, um, one of our employees got her arm ripped uh, or his arm ripped off. Um, you could go on the tour, or I can give you your money back." What sane person's <laughs> like? Yeah, I'll see this tour. I'll see Let's this tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I mean, he said the right thing for a dude that is probably in the biggest panic of his life in front of customers. Like, like he's like, my employee just ripped their arm off, and I've got to go talk to customers and tell them you guys to get the out, hell out of here. He's like, he's, I don't know why he offered even the door. But. I don't know. I, I didn't think he was very phased at all by it. I think when he once that happened, he came out with his jacket, that paramedics oh, yeah, that was, jacket. It honestly looked. It. It looked like he had done that 50 million times before with his chest out walking with a bit of a swagger, like he was going to reattach her, her arm or something. But he was just concerned about how he was not going to, he was not going to recover from any of that. That's, that's the soundbite. That's the <laughs> meme, right? I know I will never financially recover. From Fantastic this. meme. Fantastic yeah. meme. Um, that's one of the uh, great, there's so many great lines in that. I, sorry, I, I had to write a few, a few of these down cause I thought they were hilarious and I want to go back and rewatch it because, um, 
uh, there's just too many great ones. That was a good one. That was memeable. One of my favorite ones was the guy uh, who I forget his name. He was a little bit fatter, and he owned like a store. And I forget exactly how he's involved, except that he was the like, guy riding the jet ski. Yeah, he rode the jet ski yeah. at the end. Yeah, whatever his name was. Uh, the best Johnny part. For, okay, Johnny, yeah. for anything you do, I don't care if you don't like the show. You gotta watch to the end just to see this guy end an interview and then ride a jet ski for no fucking. <laughs> no, reason. He's riding a jet ski, wind through his hair, sunglasses, and he's pudge, pudge. pudge. No reason. Okay, it's fine. Awesome. I'll, I'll watch it, but I had to. I had to prioritize the Last Dance, um, and that, that's what's been taking up most of my time. But it, 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 it's it's a must see, I guess. Yeah, so, but, I'll stick it out. I'm not lying to you. When you see him end an interview and he's like, "We're done here." And then you got to think like behind the scenes, he's like, follow me to the pier. And, he, and they're like, this is going to be gold no matter what. <laughs> and then he got on that jet ski and they're like, yeah, this is gold. And then he kept saying like, do slow-mo, do slow-mo. They're like, we're already doing slow-mo. Oh, this is gold. Great idea. <laughs> what else you got? I got a cigarette in my mouth. Go, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, so, hit us with some lines. Two, two, two other things about that guy that I thought were Absolutely hilarious. Number one was the reason why he was caught by the FBI and then agreed to like flip on Joe was because they found out that he had a, a, a pet lemur with bad paperwork and his lemur is literally in a cage at the very front of his store. So he's not even like hiding it. And he's like, yeah, I got a bad lemur with a bad paperwork or something like that. So they got me. So now I got to flip on Joe. Exotic. It's like, okay, that's ridiculous. And then the other thing that he said was when uh joe had uh escaped and they thought or they were looking for joe and they thought that he had gone down to panama or something like that uh and joe's like bolivia bolivia i remember that yep and joe's posting in bolivia but but (laughs) joe's post posting pictures of like the water that guy says that's not that's not uh caribbean water that's panhandle water right there that's panhandle (laughs) water i know that water anywhere that's panhandle water just from looking at it it's like oh my gosh that's fantastic you know i'm sure you know yeah, how could you not know that that's Panhandle water from from just looking at it? So um, the other great thing that I thought so getting off at him was a, so a super sad part of the documentary was when uh, Travis uh, accidentally shot himself, like very very horrible. And then of course Joe at the eulogy uh, talks about how Travis would drag his balls <laughs> over his face or something along those lines. Just like time and place, man. Like the one I rem- time. Mm-hmm. I remember that exact scene being the moment I said enough. And I had to, <laughs> I walked, I, I physically stood up and walked away. And then the end of the episode, I just couldn't handle it. You're, you're a better man oh than the God, rest of us. Cause God. that just made me want to keep watching. Us, <laughs> yeah, no, say. dude. For most I mean, of America, it was let's let's watch at least three more. Yeah, all that showed was how big of a narcissist he is. He's got to make that the funeral by himself. It's yeah. like unreal, <laughs> fucking real. And he sings too. Remember, he sings. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then he sings. Uh, two more quick things. Uh, I loved the fact that Joe's campaign manager for governor was just the guy who was working the gun rack at Walmart. Like that's, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Um, and then I loved how the guy that had no legs was probably the most normal person in the entire documentary. I forget, his, I forget all these people's names, oh, yeah? but the guy who had no legs, who didn't lose them to tigers, uh, just lost them for, I forget what reason, but he was like by far the most like normal chill dude. So that was, yeah. That yeah was him and his, uh, his campaign manager too, that young yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, he was basically explaining it how we would basically talk about the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. He ended every sentence but like, it's fucking nuts. Like, I don't know what is happening. Like, finally, somebody's rational here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that guy, I loved him from the moment he goes, yeah, so Joe Exotic would come in like every day for ammunition. And one day he came in, I was like, wow, that's a lot of ammunition. What are you doing it for? And then the next thing you know, you're running a campaign? <laughs> wow, that's a lot of shotgun shells. He was like, speaking of that, what you know about running for governor? He was like, well, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is when he was talking, he's like, I don't even think Joe Exotic knew what a libertarian was. <laughs> Doesn't even know the party he's supporting. Um, all right. Let's go one by one. Johnny, you can do as many episodes as you see. Let's rank it out of 10. I'll oh. go first. A 9.4. Wow. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I've wow. never laughed that hard during a documentary ever. Mm. I give it an 8.1. I thought it was really, really good. I don't think it's low. I think it's fair. I think nine four. We're talking got before last season. Like I think there's a reason why it's been top ten on Netflix for like the past two months. That's eight point one right there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. the appeal is definitely there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I I, I'd go like maybe like seven five. I think the comedy factor is way up there. I think. Uh, comedy is like a 9.9 I just think with Johnny it's just like a lot of horrible people and a lot of people that were really adversely affected and like no tiger benefited from all of the craziness so Zero tigers, that kind of brings yeah. it down um, so yeah 7.5 alright that's fair enough let's get into our zoom fails of the week so we had a lot of good ones this week but I narrowed it down to just two of my favorites so I'm going to save the best for last so the first one is a student at USC was on a like a class Zoom call. He muted his mic but forgot to mute his sounds. <laughs> and then he went and took an explosive diarrhea shit. But he is over here like, oh, my God, my stomach. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and all you heard in the background was like, just like gunfire. <laughs> like you knew he was just tearing up that porcelain toilet. Man. Good. I like that one. Uh, second one is by far the best one. So a Spanish news reporter who's like pretty famous, who was doing the news, and out of nowhere, his side chick, not his wife, walks by naked in the background. Wow. <laughs> Does his wife find out? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, his wife <laughs> found out. <laughs> Um, dude, it's like for that girl, she's also a news reporter, so it's like read the room. If you see me in a suit top, button down shirt, tie, no pants, that means I'm on air, you know? Like, you can't just keep walking. And it's like a little part of me is like, did she want to do this? So she's like, your wife's gonna find out you're gonna leave your wife and you're gonna be with me. I couldn't tell, but. That's what I'm thinking. She's a newswoman, too. I feel like, yeah, you got... People can't be that dumb, right? Even if you're not a news person, you understand. Okay. He he talks on TV for a living, professionally. There's a lot of people watching. You know, it's got to be on your radar. My my favorite thing is she walks by naked. 
like you couldn't put on a shirt (laughs) showing off you like you couldn't have put on clothes like even if you were just talking and you heard him talking to someone like oh maybe it's a facetime with his family you're not gonna be like screw this towel i'm walking from the bathroom slow strut just to show off my bits i don't think there's even a situation where it's okay like you you hear this guy giving a news report there's never a situation where you walk in front of that camera naked. Never. Yeah. I don't think there's uh, ever a situation. <laughs> I'm thinking you all will be surprised, but uh, he is now getting a divorce. And uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, he, is, know that. he is on leave from work for undisclosed reasons, which <laughs> I love that because, like, it was televised. It has, like, over 25 million views. So it's like, I love when you're like for undisclosed reasons. Like, we know, we yeah. we know, we know what happened. It's like Cuddy, um, basically. Poor Cuddy. It's like Cuddy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Poor that's Cuddy. sad. Um, all right, let's get into the Taboo Tuesday this week. So this Taboo Tuesday, I believe this is a full pre crime offense. But I want to hear your guys' opinion. Going to sleep with socks on. I do it. What? You're a crazy Grow person. Up. Grow up. Jesus no. Christ. It's not Sound even like a comfortable. Child. It's not even comfortable. You, you got to let your feet breathe, kid. You're going to wake up with like the little scrunchy marks on your ankles? Yeah, I, I always go no sock. I, I, I'm a no sock I, 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 I mean, yeah. The the warmth, the covers are for the warmth. You know, that's where you get your warmth from. You And you don't need to wear anything else under that. And then you just take covers off if you get hot. I don't understand yeah, I'm with Joe on this one. All right, yeah. Johnny. If I'm making a conscious decision, then yeah, I'm going to take my socks off. But eh, I don't really think about it. Maybe half the time I'll do it. Half the time I won't. What? I don't really care. You don't even it. think about it? That almost pisses or, me off more than actually, Beer's you know response. Actually, you know what? I, I actually do know that I do it in the middle of the night. So if I don't do it before, I'll do it in the middle of the night. So yes, you, you got to take your socks off. Yeah, sometimes I do it in the middle of the night. But it's like, do I care enough to, you know, Die in a hill saying I can never wear socks when I sleep. I will die in a hill saying you don't get to wear socks to sleep. I think you shouldn't. Not even that you can or can't. I think you shouldn't. You know, I respect your opinion. I may disagree with it, but I respect your right to say it. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good. <laughs> that, that was a good rebuttal. Um, okay. Lastly, we got the rank. This week's rank is summertime beverages. All right. You know, um, let's start off with Nick. I'm, I'm actually super excited to hear Nick's list, and so that's why he's going first. Wow. All right, Nick. Oh, okay. wow. That's a lot of pressure. Um, so my, my list is he- heavily beer-related. Uh, uh, beer uh, number four is uh, a little drink that I started making recently, a cocktail uh, called the Bee's Knees. I don't know if you guys have heard of this before. It is love the name. It is gin, honey, and lemon basically. So it's nice and fresh. It's refreshing. You get a nice little uh, gin. You shake it up in a shaker glass. Um, so there's no like ice rolling around in there or anything, but it's still nice and cold. Uh, and I had that for the first time a couple months ago, and I've been drinking them like they're going out of style uh, during quarantine. So uh, that's that's going to be a big summer drink for me once we're able to do that again. Uh, so that's number four. Uh, number three, old style. Just a nice 
crisp, refreshing uh, Pilsner, uh, ideally somewhere around Wrigley Field, assuming that we have um, some sort of uh, baseball going on this year that's being played there. Uh, that's the best place to drink it. Number two, uh, for some reason, it always hits right in the summertime for me, 312, Goose Island. Uh, wheat uh, beer that, I don't know, I guess I have it a lot at like festivals, and it's just like nice and refreshing for whatever reason. So that reminds me a lot of summer. Uh, and then number one, uh, might cause controversy, I don't know, uh, Summer Shandy. Little uh, Wine and Kugels, uh, our friends from the north, uh, nice lemonade, summer flavor. I'm pretty sure they don't even brew it during the winter, so you can't even get it. So it's a, a true sign that that summer is here uh, when you start drinking the shandies out in the sun. All right. So what I got to say about that rank is your number one summer shandy is one of the beers that I have had like such conflict with in my own mind because I personally don't really care for it, but I'm mad at myself for not liking it. Yeah. It tastes like, like summer, man. Oh, like I, I get it. Like I'll still drink them and I think they're okay, but it's like, there's a part of me where I'm like, what's wrong with you? Do you sleep with socks on? This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great beer. Overall, though, good uh, good list. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, let's stick up. Uh, you finished with a beer. Let's go to another beer. Eric, what do you got? Sure. So number four, I'm going to go with um, – it's one drink that Johnny likes to make for me. It's Paloma, um, which is you take some grape uh, – you could probably use squirts and just tequila and then a little bit of lime you mix it maybe a little salt and it's incredible it's incredible it's like uh it's like a lighter margarita essentially uh freaking love it and especially in summer and then number three i like coronas in the summer personally it's funny it's going with the wow. virus that wasn't the intention but but honestly <laughs> like in the summer when you have a corona in lime like incredible and then number two i have an actual margarita not a paloma margarita number two um, I, uh, when I lost that, um, I lost the Johnny bowl two years ago, I had to drink a whole bottle of tequila by myself <laughs> and I drank, I'm pretty sure I drank half of the bottle of tequila, just making different marks in like frozen marks. So Got you through it. and I'm still a fan of it. So it's a good thing. And then number one <laughs> is my favorite, my favorite summer beer. It's a big shout out to Alex Thompson down in Nashville. It's land shark. It's my favorite summer beer. Freaking love land shark. Nice. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett uh, beer, right? Jimmy Buffett that, beer. It's incredible. That, it's an incredible beer. Yeah. That was very good. Johnny. All right. Number four, we're going Corona. That's just the base. That's always going in rotation, finding your beach. Number three, um, this one made it, made it to the list last summer, was uh, Michelob Ultra. Um, it, it's easy to drink after like a long run. And it just sounds so, so refreshing and light enough where I'm not puking if I do chug it. Um, but it still gets me nice and tipsy. It gets the job done. Number two, I'm going John Daly's because I just mm, can't wait nice. until I'm out on that golf course. Yes. It's nice to start with a little Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Uh, but John Daly's just gets you, gets you, where, you where you need to be. Yeah. And number one. Uh, michelada that's my go-to 100 percent every time and that's year-round but it really makes a special appearance in the summer it actually reminds me i need to get some uh, ingredients before i go back to chicago this week's uh, beer so we'll be when drinking you... those <clears throat> okay. nice. that, i mean i 
I like micheladas, but Johnny, does, I will attest to it and joke probably too, but he does think that, like... It is my drink, yes. Almost every and, day. And a couple <laughs> special shout-outs to one of them, Summer Shandies. Um, I think, yeah, freshman or sophomore in high school, that's when we started drinking that uh, in oh. the summer, oh, and wow. it was just our cool go-to. Guy. We weren't, we, we still didn't get, like, that taste for beer yet. Like, we didn't really like it, so a little bit of lemonade was just good enough. Um, and Spotted Cow. Mm. Okay, that's a good one. We did I big- was gonna, I was gonna say, Johnny, if Michelada wasn't on your list, I would have been upset. <laughs> I still remember to this day. I was a little drunk at Coachella. Our neighbors came out and they started making Micheladas, and I just go, "Hey!" And they turn around, look all scared. It was just two small girls, and they're like, "What?" And I was like, "Is that a Michelada?" <laughs> they're, like, they're like, "Yeah, we're making them. Would you like one?" I was like, "Nah, I don't like them." But my roommate back home loves them <laughs> and they both like looked at me and they're like i think we gotta move camps <laughs> okay. i know it's day three of the festival but we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> uh no those were good lists um so mine i'm shocked that this one wasn't on there it was kind of on there but my number four is going to be strictly lemonade i love lemonade i think it is only drink in the summer mainly for me so that's why I put it on there. Number three is going to be a Miami Vice. For those of you who don't know what a Miami Vice is, it is half a pina colada and half a straw daiquiri. You mix them up, and I'm telling you, you Ooh. got heaven. It's really good. It's my, my I, favorite drink. Yeah. What's it called? It's good. Oh, yeah. Miami Vice. It's Miami super good. Vice. It's good. Um, number th- two is going to be a bulldog. I love a bulldog. So it's basically like a margarita, but it's got that mini Corona in it. And like the more you drink, the Corona goes out. I love that. That is one of my favorite things. El Hardin has one of the best ones, but they put Everclear in it. So it's like you drink one, you start feeling loose. <laughs> you really start feeling it. And then number one is going to be Pacifico. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Pacifico is, is the only Mexican beer I like more than Corona. And I think it's very similar to Corona, but it has like a little bit more like flavor, which I like. I think both are really good. And I like it with, um, I don't even know what it is, but it's that like Mexican chili spice that you put on. Tahin. Yeah. If you put, if you put that with a lime in, it's super good. Um, My special shout out though is going to be Oberon. So Oberon, it's a Michigan brewery. It's a beer from Michigan brewery. And uh, it's, the only beer that we drink while golfing normally. And so it just has like such good memories of like when I crack one open on the golf course. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my rank. It's pretty good. Very nice. Yeah. It's pretty different. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. No, Miami I think we're good. Is, yeah. Miami vices are good. Yeah. I'm like, she, my mom just freaking loves those. So will that get you drunk? It sounds really, really sweet and fruity. You, you, Man, can, yeah. you, you, you kind of drink them. Like with like a dinner or something because I normally only drink them like when I was in Mexico because I started drinking them when I was underage so I would drink them without the the vodka or Man, the rum. Man, all you guys drinking would... underage? Cool kids. No, no, no. Over here. The cool, cool kids vices. over here in, in in high school, I guess. No, I'm talking the non-alcoholic one. So it's ah, like okay. my mom would get like a, a pina colada, and I don't like coconut that much, but for some reason when you mix both, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend it. 
We and it's really do... sweet. It well, it masks the flavor of the alcohol so you can drink more alcohol. Yeah. We'll do a all summertime drink blind taste test. That will be one <laughs> of our videos. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're like Johnny and for some reason haven't watched Tiger King, go watch Tiger King. You're not going to regret it. Um, let us know your favorite summertime drinks. We'll give them a try. I'll try anything twice. Um, <laughs> but no, thank you guys for listening. Remember, stay safe. And to all my co-stars out there, thank you guys very much for coming. Adios. All right.